Money Show, of course, brought to you by Absa Corporate and Investment Banking, providing solutions that can numbers into tangible business solutions. At this year's Absa's Beyond the Budget Dialogue, that's Africanacity. Absa is a registered FSP. Cooley Roberts, the actor, is with us this evening. Have you had an okay mm. lockdown? Have you had an okay lockdown? I mean, actors, comedians, musicians, it's been hell for nearly a year. Well, we definitely we definitely didn't get the three hundred and fifty rand food parcel. No. So it has been it has it, it it has been very very hard. It has been very hard. It has been unimaginable. It has um it has changed our lives. It has changed our iconic walks. Um, it has changed our our um our uh, you know our spirits. It it has changed uh, a lot. Um, but um, what I did do was um. I'm a hermit, so I'm always at home. So um, uh, being um, uh, being under lockdown really didn't make that much difference. Uh, you know, so it was just weird that everyone was wearing masks, but I'm always at home, so it didn't make much difference. And um, and what I did was uh, I lost my job just before lockdown, so I was already in a lot of trouble. But um, what I had done was I... Um, when I was working for a fabulous show, I um I basically just paid which fab- triple which, my bonds. Which which training SA. Training uh-huh. SA. Yeah, so I basically paid triple my bonds. So by the time I didn't have a job, I didn't have to worry about bonds because they'd been paid. And uh, and I basically had downscaled. You know, I sold my car because I had to keep um, my lady who who's been helping me for thirteen years. You, know, I, I love her. She's part of my family. So we we downscaled. Um, um, Europeans do it all the time. I mean, I went to Rome. A lot of people don't have cars, so I was on some like, hey, who needs a car? How many cars do you need? And um, I mean, I basically come from a family of uh, supermarket owners. So I, you know, I've been, you know, working since I was like seven and um, making money. And uh, because I come from people who were never flashy, I'm not flashy. I mean, they were, I mean, my my grandmother bought a a luxury German um, BMW when when I was in my teens. So, um, we, we, I was buying secondhand clothing, so we were not about, we were not about, um, let's show people how, um, wealthy we were. Um, basically, we were workers, and that's basically what I do now. I'm a worker, most of my cupboard is secondhand. Um, I, uh, I, uh, I, I, I'm able to save, I don't need much. So I, I, I basically, I, I prioritize the children. I figure if you prioritize the children, you'll always be fine because ultimately, like you say, it's as other, you, your show is called Other People's Money. And this, and I have no money. This is other people's money. This, this is my, yeah. the, the money that I have belongs to my kids. So because I prioritize my kids, I'm always okay because yeah. my focus is not me. My focus is on, on someone else. How have you... I mean, is is there much work at the moment? I mean, are you able to generate an income? Have you been able to generate an income? Um, yes. Well, what I did was um, I went back to um, Sunday World, the newspaper that I used to work for, and there's a lot of um, there's a lot of castings out there. There's a you know there's, there's a lot of self tapes. So there is work. There, there definitely is work. Obviously not for musicians, but um, in terms of acting, there is definitely lots of work out there. I mean, you know, the, the, my agent is brilliant, so um, I get. Um, uh, an opportunity to send self tapes to audition for um for movies and uh, uh 
the saddest thing for me are the musicians, you know, because of, yeah. of COVID, you, you can't, they can't really congregate. So what do they do? And obviously I've, my, my suggestions were, were, you know, why don't you have more music shows on TV and or just, you know, balance between music and soapies and reality because ultimately people are starving. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's been a, it's been a, a, an awful wake up for for so many people in the arts, and it really Ooh. has been. Uh, it, it's been a really rough time. Talk to me about the family. Talk to me about the supermarkets. Talk to me about working from the age of seven and earning your own cash. Tell me the story. Well, basically, my grandfather has supermarkets. My grandmother has supermarkets. My mother has supermarkets. So um, um, when I was in looting, I was working. And um, and that work basically meant from being a packer to being a manager to being a cleaner to being a cook to being one of those. Uh, remember those shoe fitters where you'd go into garlics and, <laughs> and, and, and try on shoes and there'd be someone asking to assist you. So I'd be that good as well. I'd be the poloni slicer. I'd be the PR girl. So... I was able to um, do everything and anything. And um, that's why no one is above me and no one is beneath me because ultimately we just, all we're here to do is just look after our kids and look after our families. So um, so that's why I'm able to downscale so easily because yeah. I know exactly who I am. And it's not defined by um, uh, my Porsche or defined by my leather outfit. I'm defined by me. So um, I invested in my kids and uh, I basically, like you said, I've been working since the age of seven. So that's what I do is I work. If I don't have a job um, where I was making, let's say, uh, let's say a hundred thousand and the second job, let's say uh, the next job, uh, let's say I make 20 grand. I'll take it because ultimately I have kids to work for. Yeah, they are. It's not about me. And they're expensive. And they're expensive. They don't mean to be. No, no, but they're expensive. (laughs) <laughs> Are they good my kids? kids? I mean, I, I've got I've got a 27 year old who's doing his masters, who lives in Manchester, who is an absolute gem, and um, he's just absolutely incredible. He's independent financially. He just does his own thing with his money. And I've got a wonderful 27 year old daughter who's a teacher, and they are independent, and and um, and they get it from their mother, who basically, you know, I got it from my grandmother, and it was base, it was basically we were here to work. We're here to work and to, to serve people. And obviously, to serve people by that, I mean my grandmother used to have annual um, functions for the aged in Kualanga in the, in the 80s mm. and also obviously look after the community during the year. So when you when you help others, you help yourself, you help your spirit. And for us, I mean, you know, people used to ask me, oh, you come from a wealthy family, you went to DSG in Gramstown, you went to UCT, why don't you wear branded clothing? And I'm like, I don't work for these people. Why should I wear their clothes? I'd rather, <laughs> you know, look like those Czechoslovakian, I wouldn't even call them Czechoslovakian, uh, Baskin, whatever, those Eastern European people were always in like strange clothes. And they're, and they're fabulous, unique clothes. I mean, I wear vintage clothes. None of my clothes are brand new, which basically means I'm saving there as well. I'm a small person. I don't eat a lot. I'm, I'm 48 years old. I've accumulated a whole lot of nonsense. So I don't try and follow trends and update things because everyone else is doing it. I just, you know, I live my, my small little life. My furniture, my grandmother bought furniture, furniture from auctions from Sotheby's um, in, the, in the 70s and 80s. So in, in all my furniture is um, from auctions. I don't buy, I don't go to malls to go and buy chipwood. No, exactly. You've got quality. You've got quality in the house. So quality I've is got a, quality. Is a, do you invest money? Have you ever invested money? Have you put money aside I, I for rainy days? 
Yes, I, I've, I've, I've had to. I have children. Because remember, all the money that um, I accumulate is not mine. It's my children. So I definitely invest money. And uh, I've been begging Alexander Forbes to give me a little bit more. And they're like, no, leave us alone. You've, you've exceeded your withdrawals. <laughs> but um, I, I, I definitely invest money. I invest in I invest in property. I invest in art. I invest in, in, in furniture. I, like I said, you know, if I, if I need money, I just have to look around the house and sell something. Because the, the, the whole point is to leave all of this for the kids. I mean, so somebody like John Flismus is a very serious investor in art, and he was throwing names of people whose artworks oh, yes. he, he, he has got. He's a, he's a serious art investor. Are, are you in yes. that category, or do you just buy what you like? No, I'm definitely not in the Flismus category. I don't <laughs> wear black either or have a goatee. I love John. I love you, John. Marry me. Mm. <laughs> I think he's otherwise occupied. Um, no, no, sort of his life, sort of his life. Um, talk to but talk to me about the art. You said you invest in art. What do you buy? Um, I, I wouldn't say I'm at the the stage, guys. I got John Flismus. I mean, it's 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 just um, you know local artists just to support them, and you know hopefully in a couple of years, you know the, that that would have increased in value. So I'm not as serious as John Flismus, you know. My 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 priority are my kids. So it was it was um, it was all about um, sending them to varsity, and it was turkeys in the University of Hull in um, in um, in in Hull in in the UK. So um um the art is not. I'm not a doyen at all. I'm not at his level. Okay, but you talk. I've seen you quoted saying that you are determined to build generational wealth for your children. How are you doing that? Well, basically, every like I said, other people's money. I have no money. I have. I don't have a cent to my name. Everything that I own belongs to these kids. So the properties uh, that I own, the the things that I own, belong to these kids. Uh, and what what sort of properties have you bought over the years? I mean, uh, are they residential properties? Uh, houses, or? flats, houses, um, flats, not, plural. Yeah, nothing, nothing major like um, apartment blocks. No, just like you know, I'm a single mother. You know, I've gotta, I've gotta be financially independent, and I've also, I've gotta prioritize. There's no point in me going, uh, going around buying flats when I can't afford food. Mm. Have you managed to, to? I mean, do you sit on a lot of debt? A lot of property owners do sit on a lot of debt, and that's fine if you've, you know, you've got cash flow to pay the bonds and stuff in t- tough times like we've had over the last twelve months. Have you, have you managed to get rid of all of that debt? Have you, are you sort of, um, no, the no, worst of it? Oh. no. No, I live I live in the city of Tswane, which estimates. So they basically estimate that I live with like 900 people. So my bill is ridiculous every single month. So obviously it accumulated. So what I did, what I did was I um, uh, invested in a vintage shop and a uh, fancy dress shop. So I have a vintage shop and a, a fancy dress shop. And whatever money I make from there, I pay my uh, electricity bills. <laughs> and that's the, the fancy- thing is the ability to adapt. Absolutely, but fancy dress in a time like this has surely got a bit tough. Um, you of know, course, it's I, tough, but oh. I'm making it a norm. I'm making it a norm, and I'm, and, I'm, and and my prices are also they accommodate the climate. I'm not like um, I would travel. Um, 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 what do you call them? Industry, which um, is still, it's still cheaper to go to Zanzibar than it is to say a weekend in in, in Durban. So basically, the, the COVID-related prices, and also, I mean, you know, it's a terrible the period, but we still need to have a laugh. So I sell clown yes. outfits for like you know thirty bucks, 
And with a pair of heels and red lipstick, you look hot. Yeah. <laughs> well, tell the customers. <laughs> look, you've got to tell them what the, you've got to make them believe what they want to hear. Now, um, you've got to make them believe. You make them believe in in the clown. And the great thing um, about vintage shopping also is that it's quality. It's quality from the seventies and sixties that 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 is not going to disintegrate and that is not trend focused. Jeez, I was so watching. Everything is quality. Uh, I was watching the Elson John movie recently, and oh, the seventies. Um, what oh, has been oh, your, your best money decision ever? Do you think? Uh, well, paying for my my uh, the births of my kids. <laughs> you didn't have a choice there. That wasn't that wasn't a choice. That, that was, <laughs> but when it comes to choosing where to spend your money, um, what has been uh, the best choice that you've made? I, on my kids, on the education, on whatever they need, on my kids, they didn't ask to be here, so I have to, I have to ensure that they are happy in whatever form that I can. That's such a good point that you make, though, because I mean, we have so, so many parents resent the 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 huge costs of of bringing kids into the world and um you you read all of these personal finance stories about this is what it'll cost you to raise your children and parents look at this and go ah uh, but you, yeah, you this, you've taken such a conscious decision this, to make sure that they have everything they need yeah the thing is you know like i told you my, i come from supermarkets and they basically sold everything from furniture baby clothes everything 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 but what i did was when my kids were outgrowing their clothes i they, they, they let's say they, they they baby grows i would just cut the bottom and put socks on them so i i have never been oh my gosh you know we've got shops that you got supermarkets we've got all this money so let me go and spend no i'm a i'm a what do they call it a penny counter <laughs> what's been the and worst I thought money it would be funny as well no, exactly. What's what's the worst decision, money decision you've ever made? Oh my gosh, I bought a pair of Wehrmacht boots and Wehrmacht shoes um, when I arrived in Johannesburg and they cost me a lot of money and I wore them once and I was like, what was I thinking? They, they were like, you know, these platform shoes that they wore in the 70s, men wore in the 70s. They're absolutely hideous. I still have them like 20 years later. I don't know who I hate enough to give to them. Give them to. <laughs> Um, when you when you look at the extravagances, I mean, yes, you say you spend a lot of money on your kids. Do you, do you have personal extravagances, things that you like to spend a bit of money on for you, for no. uh, for Cooley? No, I just you know I just I just want to work for my my kids and just live a you know a simple life. I have no there's nothing I want from this planet. I just want I, I just want to live and be comfortable. I don't want to own a jet. I don't want to own a, um a, a whatever. I just you know I just want a comfortable life. I'm very happy. I'm very content being me. I don't want things. I've got enough things. Uh, are you a believer in giving away uh, other than to your kids? Oh, my gosh. I promise you, you meet me, I'll give you something. That's awesome. why I, I come from supermarkets. I used to, I used to, I used to get into trouble because I used to take goodie bags to school. <laughs> Talk to me. Tell me about that. To hand them out. Eh? Tell me about that. No, I basically used to go into the shops and loot um, and fill up little goodie bags because of the experience of of, of the the my grandmother feeding the aged, and then we used to um, have goodie bags there. So I used to do that at 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 at, at the supermarkets, just fill up goodie bags and take them to school and hand them out to kids. I mean, I still do that. I'll give you my necklace if I'm wearing it. I'll give you my ring if I'm wearing it. These are all these are all um, uh, worldly things. They are meaningless. Do you have a financial advisor? Because I think you must, if you do, you must scare the I living daylights out of them. 
Do you, do you scare them? No, I do. No, I do. I do. I do. I do. And, I, and, I, and I'm a bit thick as well. So I keep on asking them, asking them the, same, the same questions. No, I do. And I do scare her. And I do apologize, <laughs> Mr. Priest. Um, uh, but, but, I mean, you say you're a bit thick. But, I mean, are the, the answers you're getting appropriate necessarily to you? As you ask the questions, you keep having to re-ask the questions. Because you're not, and this is a big problem, I think, with with much advice. Not all advice. There's some great mm. advisors, but sometimes um, I wonder whether or not the communication from the financial services industry is appropriate. Well, the other question is that is it understood? Because yeah. it, with this whole COVID relief, you know, there was a lot of things that were confusing. Suddenly you're covered, suddenly you're not covered. And then, you know, so there's a lot of jargon used and, and they can make things simpler. Yeah, most certainly could make things simpler, a lot simpler for a, a lot more people. Talk talk to me exactly. about about does money scare you? I mean, I spoke to John Carney, who was the first ever guest on um, on this feature many, many years ago. Um, and I got a sense from him that he was really worried about running out of money. I mean, in his 70s, working like he was 22 years old. Um, just yeah. absolutely. And I think it's it comes with the industry that you're in because yeah. there's no stable income. There isn't that... The, the the guarantee of the of a twelve month salary you you you're no. the ultimate gig economy people you know yeah yeah no it's very very scary it's very very scary and um I've I've lost a lot of weight because of stress so um yes it scares me because ultimately my goal is to look after my kids so if I can't look after my kids what's the point so yes having none does scare me I mean, the this- news that I failed. Yeah, you're the subject of lots of tabloids. I mean, when Google's Cooley Roberts and you just see, you take a lot of very hectic personal criticism. I mean, how do you deal with it? Because I just, I look at all of these things, these headlines and I just go, my goodness gracious me, leave the woman alone. But clearly... Well, the uh, point is that you can't really trust, you can't trust Google. They say I'm 36, I'm 48. (laughs) That's one you can take though, surely. No, the point is that I'm very proud to be 48. I'm a hot 48-year-old. Okay. And the point is, is that we shouldn't strive to look 28. Um, the, the fountain of youth is, is a fallacy. There is nothing wrong with being 48 and being fabulous. Google has a, um, a, a huge problem with me. I have no idea why. They have everything incorrect. There are lies about me. I never had an affair with William Woolley. I don't even think I even touched his hand. And they basically, they in, everyone wants a bad guy. Everybody likes a bad guy and i suppose that's the, that's who i am the bad guy oh, it are you the bad tears <laughs> but, but you I mean you don't ever leave home so how can you be a bad guy bad guys but that's the point that's, that's exactly the point yeah. is that i'm a hermit but because of my because of my personality everyone thinks oh my gosh you know she's you know she, she must have done it oh my gosh of course she's guilty and i mean it happened to me at school i went to dsg in gramstown and i remember one day um people were fighting in the field and i got blamed for it for, for it i wasn't even there obviously i took it because i was banking but <laughs> the point is that <laughs> 
Christian Roberts always gets blamed and, you know, you just get on with it. I mean, a couple of years ago, I was called a racist. Meanwhile, you know, I've got the United Nations in my house. It's like, it's like, you know, the world is crazy. The world is crazy. So I just, all I want to do is I just want to work for my kids. I have no interest in politics. I have no interest in any of these dramas. All I want to do is just work. The only dramas you've got an interest in, interest in are the ones you can act in. Have you got some nice gigs lined up? That's you said it. You've been, you've, been going for, you've been going for auditions. You've been sending in your, I suppose, the equivalent of tapes, but they are digital videos. Yes, yeah, self-tapes. Um, I have, I have a, a thing called an, an embargo, and I, I really respect it. So I, I really not, I'd rather not say much about that. Oh, good. No, no, it's nice to know. Uh-huh. I mean, yes, it's it, it, always good news. <laughs> well, we hope so. Cooley Roberts, listen, thank you so much for coming on uh, onto the Money Show this evening. Very sharing, Cooley Roberts. I hope I didn't waste uh, your time. Not at all. Not at all. It's been eye-opening. I, I think it is the most honest, the most honest um, other people's money I have ever had. And I, I think your focus is on your kids. Cooley Roberts, the actor, thank you so much for joining us this evening on Other People's Money.